Welcome to the Interesting Football Podcast. My name's Laurie Knox and I'm joined by former University of Central England five-a-side league winner Simon Day as we decide whether Southampton are the most interesting club in the English Premier League. Simon Day, how are you and what do you think of when you first hear the name Southampton? I'm pretty good. As I just said, as I just said to you off air, so to speak, I've still got a bit of a two-day Super Bowl um, jet lag, but but we're getting there. Um, Southampton are one of the few Premier League clubs I quite like. I feel like, <laughs> I, as in, I, I once a few years ago, I wrote I wrote a blog article about um, how when you watch a sporting contest, no matter who's playing, there will always be one side you'd rather win. Like okay. like. If, if, That's if, true. I, if I give you to right, um, whole city are playing Cardiff. Who do you want to win? Oh, uh, probably picture the teams I can't. Uh, I'll probably go with Cardiff. I don't know why. Yeah, and you'd end up, even though that's just a little seed, as you ended up watching the game, even though you're completely neutral, you would rather Cardiff won, and that would sort of that right. would grow as you ended up watching the game. I think, and I think <laughs> it's very hard to watch a game purely neutral. Right, you've always got some slight inclination, and I think apart from probably Leicester City, Southampton are the like Premier League team who I quite like to see win. Right, I suppose they are kind of uh, they're harmless, aren't they? I think that's yeah, they're quite likable. <laughs> I probably throw um, I throw Brighton in that camp as well. Right, all right, Norwich. No, no, I don't like Norwich. <laughs> Fair no. enough. Any reason? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the Leighton Orient fans who had who've had the day out ruined by ending up at Norwich rather than Northwich. Oh, indeed, indeed. But uh, for me, Southampton. I mean, when I first hear the name Southampton, it probably messes up because the club doesn't have a, a surname in inverted commas. But um, I obviously think about 1998 to 2001 and uh, Laurie Knox going to university there. So you know, you hear I hear the name Southampton, even if it's fo- uh, even if it's watching a football program. I hear Southampton. Obviously, naturally think of university, but I should, if I have to wheel it back to football, which I probably should in a football podcast, mm. um, probably my first ever Sheffield Wednesday match was at the Dell uh, when Wednesday were chasing uh, a UEFA Cup spot and they beat Southampton 1-0. I do believe David Hurst scored after, no, he definitely scored, I think after 50 minutes. So there we go, Mike. Um, Southampton is a city very deep in my heart. How old were you at the time? I was 11. Okay, I, I sort of imagine at the Dell it was quite a crammed in away end. I can't imagine they had a big away end. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah back, back in the terrace days. So yeah, got in there early, got the the crush barrier, and yeah, yeah happy days, happy days. Excellent, excellent. Hmm. Uh, obviously, lots of other Southampton things. I mean, uh, tennis balls being booted into the stadium uh, during one match, and I, I guess we're going to talk about a very famous substitute later. So I probably shouldn't mention that. No, we're not, because I thought that was too obvious. It is too obvious, but I think for, for, for example, the Americans, and of course, we are massive in Iceland, so um, <laughs> 8%, 8% of our audience comes from Iceland. Um, so for, for, I, think we should, I think we should start with that story. Simon, Dave, would you like to uh, regale us with it? Bonus interesting fact was that, um, I, I correct, because I haven't read any notes on this, so I know nothing about it really, apart <laughs> from memory. Um some bloke got a game for Southampton in the mid-90s when Graham Souness was manager by claiming to be George Weir's cousin. or bro- Was it brother or cousin? It was cousin, wasn't it? It was cousin. It was called Ali Dyer. 
um, which is a bit of nominative determinism. <laughs> uh, and he came on a sub for like a quarter of an hour and apparently was absolutely appalling. I've never seen any footage of his performance, but apparently it was like blindingly obvious that this man wasn't a footballer. <laughs> and <laughs> so it turned basically... some... It was basically a scam, wasn't it? Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, that's that's pretty incredible to think that, you know, what was that? Less than thirty years ago, it was actually possible to <laughs> trick a Premier League club into getting a game by saying it's George Ware's cousin. He's only in the, he gets into the country this morning. He's only there for forty eight hours. Are you going to stick him in the squad or not? And yeah, there yeah, we go. go on then. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, on some level, George. Um, sorry. Graham Souness must have thought he was good on the basis that he was George Weir's cousin. <laughs> right. Which is absolutely it, ridiculous, isn't it? It I'm doesn't say sure. much for Souness unless he was forced by the board, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, David Beckham's cousin's shit. Or whatever, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, being yeah. someone's cousin isn't... doesn't get you in the team. This is very true. This is very <laughs> true. So, Mr Day, now we've had our bonus fact, why don't you give us fact number one? Fact number one? In 2010, the Swindon Advertiser newspaper um, reported on the Southampton-Swindon match by using Subutio recreations. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because at the time, Southampton had placed a ban on independent press and independent press photography um, ah. due to the owners being a bit mad, basically. The papers, the papers were even banned from using the name Southampton. What? So what happened was <laughs> newspapers and press either completely ignored them or reported on them by referring to them as the Southern football team or the opposition or just in sort of um, really um, increasingly vague terms. Like I read one report that said um, whoever took the lead against last season's Sherpa Van Trophy runners up. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, and ditto, they couldn't use photos. So the Swindon advertiser decided to do little um, photographs of Subutio players recreating oh, goals. wow. That's pretty impressive. I like that. Yeah, oh, well, look, the Plymouth Herald went down the Roy the Rovers cartoon line. That's amazing. I had no idea. This no, what... Well, I guess it didn't get much publicity because at the time, Southampton were in League One. So right. it wasn't. it wasn't like... I'm pretty sure most Premier League football fans can get by without reading a report of Fleetwood Town or Gillingham or whatever, can't they? No. So not being able to read about a League One team didn't really get into the mainstream. I, I wonder if that will happen with, with Rangers, because I believe a year or two ago, Rangers started charging to basically for the press to have access. And they started charging quite a large amount of sum for, for you know, if you're from, even if you're from like the Daily Telegraph, you're going to have to pay 10 grand to get, uh, or whatever it is, to get press access to games. <sighs> and so loads of clubs, and so loads of papers were obviously just boycotting them. So I wonder if, uh, I wonder if something similar has happened or will happen to Rangers. Well, it is just like this, this idea of like owners not being football people, so to speak, and just treating it as a business. Right. And to the extent that you can't use their name or photographs inside a stadium without, <laughs> without getting permission or whatever. 
And it is silly because I think it bites yeah. yourself on the bottom afterwards because, right, it's obviously, you know, th- this is free advertising for you, right? You know, the press coming here, and, you know, can, can you imagine, um, I don't know, um, any other business in the world, I don't know, Greg's is the first one that comes to mind. Well, you know, Greg's would absolutely love to have the media coverage that Southampton Football Club have, right? And it would be worth literally tens of millions to them if they had as much media coverage. So, you know, it, 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 I, I do think they're... they're Biting their nose off, as they say. Ne- yeah, next time I'm in Greg's and I sort of try and take a selfie of me in a sausage roll, I can't imagine the bloke behind the counter is going to come out and tell me to sort of <laughs> put that away. <laughs> whatever, don't. You can't put that on your Instagram or whatever. No. <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to happen, is it? No, you, you would think not. You would think not. But I guess uh, there's only one way to find out. Indeed, indeed. Well, Mr. Day, um, t- great two bonus sorry bonus fact there so two great facts I think Southampton might be in the lead already just because they've got more facts than every other team well can I just say as well on that one um Sabutio yes shit isn't it yeah it's it's like it's I know it was the thing wasn't it when we're I mean I don't know the kids still play it but suddenly there used to be like Sabutio World Cups and you could buy stadiums and linesmen and whatever and all the teams I thought it was shit it, you know, I, I, to be fair, I didn't ever really enjoy playing it that much. When no. I did, I was pretty rubbish at it. But I think what was good about Sabutio, one thing is, you know, in an era when you didn't really have much kind of personalised stuff, you know, you could buy a Sheffield Wednesday Sabutio, which, you know, back, back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you go back to the 80s, having stuff that, you know, yeah, being a Sheffield right. Wednesday fan in Kent, you know, you didn't get much Sheffield Wednesday stuff, but Sabutio was always there, you know. it's uh, So I, I can see why Sabutio had that, you know, you could get your, your own team, which was I, I get unique. that, but playing it was rubbish, wasn't it? <laughs> it was indeed. It was indeed. Not so the best cool. game. And Has there ever been a, a good non-computer football game? I had a game when I was a kid that I used to play with my dad every week called 90 Minutes, and it was... It was a big, it was a board game, but the board was a football pitch that was done up as like a really intricate grid. And you had to, ah. you had to like roll dice and turn over cards to move the ball around the pitch and try and score goals. Ooh. Um, it, was, it was a bit more elaborate than I'm making it because it actually would be, you could actually play for 90 minutes and it wouldn't, <laughs> just, and it wouldn't just be a goal fest. It would be quite realistic. Um, and I did actually, um, I encountered it the other day. Uh, because I was dicking around on eBay trying to buy trying to buy some cricket equipment of all things. Um, Ninety minutes is available on eBay, and I saw the box and I saw the cards and the die, and it brought back memories. Um, did you? And on the front did cover, no, I didn't. I didn't put a bid in. <laughs> on the front cover was um, a picture of Brian Robson, who at the time was the England captain, um, who'd alt- who inverted commas autographed it and provided the quote, "It's a winner." Nice, nice. <laughs> Which I, I think, I mean, clearly, you don't take my word that it was a great game. Take Brian Robson's word. Indeed, it, it was a winner. Was you know winner. what? I said, I did say a game that wasn't a computer game. I'm going to kind of cheat here. God, I can't remember it. Uh, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue, as Emma Hughes used to say. But there was a game that I remember that was half played on the computer and half a board game. That we used to have. Yeah. Oh, what, yes. Mean, a bit, a bit, what, in the style of those sort of, um, uh, what were they called? The ones that were like, it was like you, you put a video in and played it and it asked you questions. Oh, no. This was, I mean, this was Amiga kind of late, early oh, 90s, this kind of stuff. So, uh, so I think things like buying players, etc., that was all done in the board game. 
and then you um, and then when you went to play the match, you had to kind of count up your player rating. So I remember the defence went up to 25 and the attack went up to 30. So obviously if you just wanted to cheat, you could just play every time, say, my team's 25-30 and win, and, you know, win almost every match. But um, yeah, and uh, oh God, I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I, and the other thing I remember that was uh, Bob Boulder was the uh, worst goalkeeper in it. He was a one rating. Um... Bob, Bob Boulder, was I'm sure throughout my entire childhood, he was old. Right. I'm sure, he was like, I'm sure he was about 40 throughout my childhood. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so probably a bit harsh on Bob Boulder, but you know. Yeah, anyway. Uh, anyway. Yes, right. So, uh, Mr. <laughs> Day, some good facts. And um, let's get on to this quiz. Now, you know what? When I, when I started um, tallying up this quiz, I did not realise how the answers would include approximately um, a third of the Football League. Um so, <laughs> basically, there are 28 teams. Since the Premier League inception, 92 to 93, yeah. um, there are 28 teams who have uh, been relegated and then got back into the Premier League. One of those is obviously Southampton, so you've got 27 to get. Now, given that it's such a huge number, and I mean, you're just going to be spamming those kind of like uh, uh, bottom half of the Premier League slash top half of the ch- uh, championship teams... I'm going to go big for this one. Uh, I'm going to say you need 15 in six, in 60 seconds. So you just got to be spamming teams as if there's no tomorrow. How are you feeling? Oh, bad. Out of 27, out of 20. Oh, what, what's the score, by the way? Are you, are oh, you, evens. Oh, we're on evens. Okay, okay, right. Um, so like I say, Southampton, you can't have them, but just spam a load of football teams that have been relegated from the Premier League and then got back up again. Mr. Day, your 60 seconds starts now. Southampton. Villa. Yes. Leeds. Two. Birmingham City. Three. West Brom. Four. Norwich. Five. Ipswich. Six. Fulham. Seven. Derby. No. Oh, yes. Sorry, Derby, yes. Leicester City. Yes. Wolves. Yes. Palace. Yes. Burnley. Yes. How many is that? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yes, with 28 seconds left. Oh, 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 yeah, no, it goes a bit rubbish, doesn't it? Uh, West Ham. There we go. One more to get. Watford. West Ham and Watford. Yes, yes. Uh, one more. Is it one more to win? One more to win. Uh, Portsmouth? No, they didn't. Oh, they only, they only came up once and then that yes. was it. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Cardiff City. Yes. Oh, yes. Down. I put Swansea. Too, was my next guess. Swan- no, Swansea and there we go. There's the buzzer. Swansea and Portsmouth. I put when I put, I put them to the side of my list when I was adding, but no, neither of those went up. You missed out on Reading, Hull, Newcastle, Bolton, um, Bolton Blackburn, Charlton, Sunderland, QPR, Manchester City, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, and Middlesbrough. Okay. But there we go, 16 still. There we go, there we go, 16. You got there. Uh, so Simon Day is now one up in the quizzes. And we've only got a few teams left. Three teams left, four teams left? Four. Tottenham, Watford, four. Wolves and West Ham. Oh, yes. Watford and West Ham. I'm so excited. But West Ham, because I think we've got arguably one of the best um, celebrity fans. And Watford, we've got by far, without a doubt, the greatest quiz. I'm going to say the greatest quiz of all time, not just out of our podcast, but the greatest quiz ever made is going to be from the Watford one. You're, you're going to absolutely love it, I'm telling you. Anyway, fact is number it, two. Is it naming Elton John songs? 
<laughs> better than that, but that oh, oh. oh that, that is a good one though. Yeah. Anyway. Got fact number oh, two, on, let's I'll, hear it. Yeah. Fact two, yeah, I was too busy looking at my list of teams then. I'll move on to fact number two. Fact number two is that in twenty nineteen Southampton striker Shane Long scored the fastest goal in Premier League history at seven point six nine seconds. It took him Damn. to score a goal. It's um, about the same length of time it takes uh, Kevin Pressman to get sent off. Well, that's about 13, I think, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah, he took his time. <laughs> well, so, so Watford kicked off, played it back to their centre half, and Shang Long charged down the, the clearance and put the ball in. Nice. Um, so, but it turned out he scored too early. The cliche's right. He scored too early because they didn't win. Oh, what, what what other goals? Do we know what other goals have been in, kind of in the opening opening seconds? Wasn't there a what, goalkeeper who scored really early on once? Or yeah, I, it was, I think it was, yeah, no, no, no. It was, I think it was Begovic for Stoke. Like the right. ball went back to him from the kickoff and he just launched it and the wind took it. I kind of want to say that was against Southampton. Or I just made that. I think it, no, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I know famously Ledley King scored one for Spurs in about 11 seconds, which I think okay. might have been the fastest before Shane Long's effort. Um, hmm. But... But it just because he scored after seven six point six nine seconds, and mm-hmm. you're always hearing like cliche: if a team scores after three or four minutes, it's the perfect start. Well, it's not, is it? No. <laughs> Shane Long. Shane Long. Apparently is not. Perfect start. These teams score after three or four minutes. They've missed. They've missed minutes in which they could have made the perfect start. And but, equ- but equally, it was too early to score a goal. And, and just seen here that Begovic's goal um, was after 13 seconds, oh, and that, yeah. and they drew one one. So there we go. It was he um, scored too early. <laughs> what he was he did. Thinking? What was he thinking? Big fan of um, Asmir Begovic. Actually, he's a big he's a big American football fan. Oh, is that right? Who's his yeah, team? Yeah, very knowledgeable man. Who's his um, team? Oh, I can't remember his team. Are. <laughs> that's the one thing I'm sure I've said that before the one thing that's really stopped me from getting into NFL because I love it I think it's a great sport I've tried to support teams but it's not I mean you, you can't you can't really passionately just say I support the Seattle Seahawks and then just go for I mean that, that's that's not you, you can't just make up a you know whereas if I just lived in the US for one year went to just one game I feel like that would change my NFL experience because then I'd have a team then I could be passionate about it. But that's the one thing holding me back. Did you go to a UK game? Um, yeah. I yeah. I feel, no, I feel like it'd have to be in the U. I feel like it'd have to be in the US. I'd have to get, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I should give it a try. Um, have I told you what, why I support the Philadelphia Eagles? Because uh, you I have had, not. I had the similar problem to you in the first three or four years that I followed the NFL. So I, and I'd been, I'd been to games for about four years. Um, I wrote a, this, this essentially was my issue stopping me getting more into American football mm. um, so I wrote a blog about it and just like a personal blog there was no financial gain um, and it was um, the gist of it was there are 32 teams in the NFL I need to find one to support and my way of finding a team to support was to eliminate like a TV talent show sort of type <laughs> contest eliminate one team each week based on different criteria Okay. So, for example, one week I eliminated, I'm going to say, the Detroit Lions because I looked at all of the teams I had at the time potentially to support and they had by far and away the shittiest 
city that they played in. <laughs> Brutal. Um, and then there's certain teams, um, a, a team that had the worst kit, for example, stuff like that. Um, okay. I, I got it. I whittled it down, down and down. Worst kit was that New Orleans. Uh, it might be the Ravens. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the Ravens kit. What's wrong with New, New Orleans? Is all right. Yeah, never done it for me, but I can see the Ravens now. You've mentioned it. Ravens is a bit crap. Anyway, so I got it down to two teams, who one of which the Eagles. I think it might have been the Falcons, the other one. Um, so I, I went out and bought a second-hand copy of uh, whatever year it was, John Madden football, for a couple of quid, <laughs> for an old PlayStation I had, and played a computer versus computer game of it and did a running commentary of it. Wow. Um, and it turned out whoever, whoever the Eagles were playing were absolute dog shit, and it was, it was just a terrible game. I mean, sitting watching a computer v computer game of football isn't the most exciting thing in the world, <laughs> anyway. This was a particularly bad game, um, but yeah, that was um, that was why I support the Eagles. That that's phenomenal, and I'm impressed that you actually got passionate because I think for me, I would need to go to a game. I know, you know, I'm kind of found I, I've always gone to games. I'd need to, you know, I've, I've really got into Korean baseball because just because I went to one game and then that was it. I was hooked. So I feel like me, you know, well done that that worked for you. But I, I feel like I, I have to go to a game in the US before I can get get myself a team. That's going to be an expensive expensive way of find, finding a team, though. Well, yeah, especially if it don't work. Yeah, no, this is true. This is true. I kind of wanted to be the 49ers. I've got a, a friend from back in Seoul who is a big 49ers fan. And he's just like one of the most passionate sports fans I know. And, you know, as I get older, I really kind of respect admire people who are passionate sports fans because i you know not so much now that i'm i'm old but uh certainly when i was younger you know like i say sheffield wednesday was was my life kind of growing up you know it's uh sadly um so you know i kind of really respect that whereas you know that you fair weather fans man, who cares about them well unfortunately i couldn't support the san francisco 49ers because they had the worst mascot in football who's what is their mascot their mascot is sourdough sourdough sam <laughs> no, I mean the name is terrible well yeah, and he looks like a sex offender as well um, <laughs> he, he's a gold miner that, uh, I, I'm just looking at his biog they're quite, they're quite into their mascots in the US they have like proper biogs um, right. I remember when I researched the blog it was like you, you can like, book them for parties for thousands of pounds oh and they God. have like biogs and video like cartoons about them it's absolutely ridiculous Salvador Sam is the hardest working mascot in the NFL He's a gold miner that loves to have fun and he's known for his love of sourdough bread that he takes home with him after a hard day's digging in the gold mines. Wow. I, I, I don't see the sex offender thing, I'll be honest with you. Sourdough Sam looks like a... I reckon I'd enjoy a couple of beers with Sourdough Sam. He looks like a... Well, I mean, maybe that says more about you than... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Fair I, walk, I walked onto that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Um, looks like you could be the next... San Francisco 49ers <laughs> back. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear me. Yes. Okay, if, if, the, if they get a team into London, what would you call it? Oh, the best joke I've heard about this is the congestion charges. That's the best. Oh, um, nice, nice. That. Um, the, I mean, the London Capitals is probably... Mm. Sort of, but then equally, Washington aren't called that, are they? I've forgotten what Washington are called. I've got a new name. I've forgotten what it is. Um, commanders, oh. I think it is because um, I've always. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I just, I just knew them as the Washington football team. But uh, 
Because I've always thought they should, like, if they really want to, and, you know, the NFL is more about business than, you know, than it is, than, than say, the Premier League is. I, you know, if you want to go business, I think just go full-on Brexit with it. I would go London Bulldogs, um, Union Jack in the logo. I, I, I would go full-on. If, if, you, if you gave me this team and said, and my remit was make as much money as you could, I, I would just go full-on Brexit. Get Farage involved. <laughs> yes. If you haven't watched Palace, he could, he could pop along to your bulldog. Oh yes, of course, of course. Was he was he our fans of Palace? Yeah. Well, we go from one political heavyweight, Sam, uh, Simon, to uh, I don't know how to call you Sam, so I'm obviously looking Sourdough. at Sourdough Sam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, we've gone from one political heavyweight in um, Nigel Farage to another one. Um, Southampton kind of lacking in the celebrity fan department. Um, Craig David for me seemed a bit too obvious, so that was a good one. But the um, celebrity fan, uh, the, the bizarre fan, sorry, not celebrity fan, the bizarre fan this week is the Chancellor Rishi Sunak. Um, what's good? Rishi Sunak is actually a proper fan. He had a season ticket when he was younger, and something that I just found out, which made which makes this even better is the fact that Rishi Sunak, when he was born, he lived in somewhere called Richmond Gardens in Southampton, which is the same road I lived on in my third year. Very small road. I imagine there's only about 20 houses there. So um, anyway, that's that's my minor connection to this week's Bizarre Fan. Who, could, who is the bookie's favourite to be the next Prime Minister? Indeed, indeed. Richmond Gardens, what can I say? Some, pe- some people leave there and become successful. Um, I'm well done. Well done, Rishi. Yes. But I've got more follows than him on TikTok, though. But then he, he married into a billionaire family, so we'll yeah. call it a draw. And he's not on TikTok. <laughs> there is that. There is that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like a multi-billionaire, isn't he? Because he married into it. Yes. Yes, oh, well, indeed. Well done, he's also Rishi. absolutely tiny, which I, I always assumed he was like quite a tall... I don't know, he just looks kind of lanky and skinny. But if you ever see him next to other, basically, adults, if you ever see... Yeah, he's absolutely... Like, I reckon he probably weighs 50 kilos or less. Really? He's got massive ears, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, five of those kilos were ears. No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, he's just a... Yeah, he's, and he's short and and he's just, like I say, he's just really, really uh, slim build. But there we go. They're my Rishi Sunak facts. And um, in interviews, he's obviously, obviously asked who his childhood hero was. As a born in 1980, growing up in Southampton, clearly his childhood hero was Matt Letizia. And who can blame him? Not Francis Benali. Not Francis Benali. I think Letizia really, I don't know if that gets a hard, no, doesn't get a hard time. But I feel like he does not get nearly as much love as he, you know, when people talk about best Premier League players of all time, I rarely hear Letizia's name in there. And I think 100% he should be up there. I mean, you know, that what he did for Southampton, uh, especially there's about a four-year period where he was just he was just scoring 25 yarders every week, right? And I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's if he played for Man U, if he played for Tottenham, Tottenham are one of those teams, they just get much more media attention than I think they deserve. If Letizia played for Spurs or Tottenham uh, or, or Man U, yeah, I think people would be talking about him as one of the all-time greats, but there we go. He does appear to be a bit of a twat, though. Really? What? Yeah, yeah, he's proper. The last 
his sort of um, social media output is very sort of. I don't think he's. I don't think he's necessarily an anti-vaxxer, but he's very sort of anti-mask, anti-lockdown. He's very sort of. Okay. His politics were very in line with right said Fred. Put it that way. <laughs> I, I don't know about right said Fred's politics. Oh, right, but... right said Fred are like the uh, <laughs> the leading anti-vaxxers. <laughs> they're like they're very against it. I didn't know. I mean, you know what the aspect, but I, I just put it down to footballers not being the smartest. So I mean, I, I know I, I can let that slide and assist it. I mean, as a player, I yeah, I, th- I think he's one of the best I've ever seen. I, th- I feel like he doesn't get as much love as he should do. He certainly scored the best goals I've ever seen. There's never been a player, even I even put like Ronaldo, Messi into this, or a very different type of players, and mm. a lot better. But I can't think of another player who has a better collection of goals than Matt Letizia. No, no. Um, the two, and, it's, and it seemed like pretty much every goal he scored was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, indeed, indeed. The two he scored against Southampton, of course, that one wasn't come up chest knee. Um, and then and then volley into the bottom court. Yeah, I mean, no, actually, I'm getting them mixed up, aren't I? The two, but anyway, yeah, two absolute beauties he scored against Newcastle. Yeah, and I mean, well, that's one that you know, Graham Souness, for all you know, he wasn't the best manager in the world. I mean, he seemed to nail it exactly. It's just like, look, we're Southampton, we just for some weird reason have one of the most talented players in the world playing for us, just just feed him, just just build are you, everything are you, are around you him. Talking about Ali Dyer. <laughs> Possibly not, but that was presumably shared a pitch with Matt Letitia. I, I hope he didn't come on for Letitia. That would be that would be <laughs> yes. humiliating. <laughs> would be funny. But, uh, there um, we go. Anyway, so Southampton didn't not, not exactly rich picking, but there you go. Rishi Sunak is our bizarre fan for this week, yeah, Mister Day. Does. Let's have fact number three. Uh, Southampton's original name was St Mary's Young Men's Association. Oh, okay. St. Mary's was the, when I was at uni, that was kind of like the rough area of Southampton. There we go. Oh, okay. It was, it was always, you know, like the, oh, don't walk past, Saint, don't walk through St. Mary's at night. Uh, was, it the young men, was it the young men around there that were the rough ones? <laughs> um, well, there, there were a lot of uh, young ladies hanging around the street corners there as well. So, um, See, uh, I, I went to university in Birmingham, so that was more of a case of, Oh, whatever. That is the area you can walk around. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm well aware that Southampton, you know, in terms of like the roughest parts of Southampton, uh, it's probably like someone from Birmingham going on holiday, right? I mean, this is like, I mean, yeah, I'm well aware. Southampton, yeah, I mean, it it wasn't a dangerous city. Let's put it that way. It, It did. So clearly lots of these football teams have changed their names, haven't they? In a way, I'm a bit sad. I I, I like St Mary's Young Men's Association. <laughs> Nowadays, I've, it, it would be unique, right? It would be well, a unique name. It would only be unique if other clubs didn't do the same. Um, mm-hmm. For example, so Manchester United, you've always assumed, what was their original name? Well, I'm obviously going to say Newton Heath, but I'm wrong. Well, you're half right. It's, it was, in fact, Newton Heath, Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway. Oh yeah! Wow. Which wow. Nah, come on, that is better than Manchester United, isn't it? Mm. Uh, you... Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, the Wednesday. Half right again. They were the Wednesday Cricket Club. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Which which just sounds like a series of um crime thrillers, doesn't it? Um, Indeed. The Wednesday Cricket Club. Um, 
but I, I like this. I like. I think. I think these teams should have stuck by their names. I. I I like the idea of the St Mary's Young Men's Association versus the Newton Heath, like you and Yorkshire. Yeah. Right? Although they're going, to, they're going to have to put it down, right? They're going to have to know it. Like, what do they call them? Just like Newton Heath Railways or something. I mean, that would be a pretty good... I always use the word surname, which I know is not right, but team name. Um, you know, Manchester yeah. Suffix. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. Is Suffix just added on at the end of the word? Or could you... Yeah, anyway, it can't, be but, word. can't be a separate word. I don't think so, but... Um, I think Alexandra is my favourite in English football. Oh, that is a good one, isn't it? That's a good but Railways, that'd be Manchester... I'd have a lot more respect for that called Manchester Railways rather than a boring yeah, old United. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you have a, a favourite football team name from... Um, 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 I mean, obviously, Wednesday's a good one. Uh, Pass Thistle's a good one. Alexandra, yeah, it's a good Argyle as well. It's um, unique, is it? Is it unique? I can't think there's of no Argyle. other Argyle, is there? I think I'm and pretty sure what, there are. Plymouth Argyle says like it could be a newspaper, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yes, um, um well, my I, I was going further abroad. I, I've always I've always found the team name Young Boys brilliant in Switzerland. It is fantastic, yes. Um, and in, in Guinea, go in on. Guinea there is FC Cuntum. Wow. C-U-N-T-U-M. Nice, nice. Um, but I, I can't... Um, and, and if we're talking countries, I've always had a soft spot for Djibouti. I think it's a great country. <laughs> um, um, so isn't there a place in Austria called Fucking? That they, that they, I think they were going to rename it just because literally about once a month a sign got stolen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not surprisingly. Well, in, in another German-speaking country, i.e. Switzerland, their national stadium was the Wankdorf, wasn't it? Yeah, and didn't it change names and then go back? I think I believe it's, still, it's gone back to being called the Wankdorf. Oh, okay. The I, I, I could have made that up. I could have made that up. But um... Whereas I'm sure the national stadium in, or one of the big stadiums in Austria is actually called the Arnold Schwarzenegger Stadium. It's just a pretty cool name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's like... I don't know what the Rock called. Stadium. The it's Rock. Like... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dwayne The Rock Johnson Stadium. Mm. I, I don't, there's not a British equivalent, is there? No, no. Um... The, the, the Jason Statham Stadium doesn't really... <laughs> no. I'm trying to think of stands named after people. Sheffield United have got the Jessica Ennis stand, of course, because uh, she then threatened... She, she's threatened to basically... Well, I threatened to ask for her name removed. Uh, there's not really much of a threat she could make when uh, when they oh, didn't initially sack Chad Evans. Yes, um, oh, okay, but didn't follow through with it. No, uh, well, no, no, because then they did sack him, and that was or yeah, there we go. So that seems like an odd one to me. There must be loads of Olympic gold medalists who support a football team. Mm. Surely, surely, like Linford Christie must have supported someone. I'd have thought. Yeah, I, I suppose like it just gets you know fever pitch. Like she was one of the biggest names in the country for a couple of months. It just so happened she was a Sheffield United fan, so they kind of got carried away at the heat of the moment. Again, this is one of these things. Why? Okay, things like renaming things, and also when it comes to uh, going a bit off uh, off the side here, but like taking down statues, things like that. I think you need two votes ten years apart. Because Jessica Ennis thing, I'm sure loads of people, yeah, Jessica Ennis, she's one of our own. Ten years later, I'm sure Sheffield United yeah. fans are probably, Jessica Ennis, who, who's she again? Oh, yeah, she's that. You know, like, I, I feel like that was something they probably needed to sit on for a few years. Yeah, but there's nothing stopping them changing it in ten years' time. 
Yeah, but that's just a bit disrespectful. Like, this is our new stand name. You're turning around, it's like, yeah, sorry, we, we, we're bored. No, no, we're not... on. <laughs> Everyone's forgotten about you. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that's that's brutal. And then, obviously, when she dies, you just look like dicks if you change the name after she dies. So, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, it's I, I don't think you just be chopping and changing names like that. So, um, yeah. I, I, the, the, I don't want to get political, but the, the statue thing, I, I, genu- I find it baffling that people object to it mm, I, as in I, like, as in I, like I, who was that chap in bristol that colston colston wasn't it i forgot yes his name. Like, who was like oh i love that statue like, <laughs> oh, how can i take that down <laughs> it's like, I, how, I why was it's... he so like passionate about it i, can I think at the that. extreme ends i can see both points right because you know you know are you going to, you know, topple the pyramids in Egypt because they were built by slave labor? Like, I'm sure like most people. Would say, I'd like to see you try. But yeah, <laughs> most people, most people would probably say no to that, right? But then, uh, then on the other side, you know, imagine Operation Sea Line had worked. The Nazis had taken over the UK for ten years or whatever, and we were left left with like the fourth plinth on Trafalgar Square being of Hitler. I'm sure most people would say, yeah, let's take that statue down, right? So I'm sure. I think at the, you know, because. Most people extreme never do one. I'm pretty sure most people are actually closer to the middle than they think. But then that just makes it. I know for me, it's a really tough one. As in, what you know, because most. I mean, let's be honest. Most of British history. I mean, Winston Churchill did yeah. some horrific. I'm pretty yeah. sure every big palace, every. So I don't know. For me, there's clearly a line somewhere. I have no idea where it is. Though. <laughs> in conclusion, don't know. <laughs> yes, basically. So usually, usually I've quite strong views that something like that comes along. This one, I, I, I don't know where to. I mean, like I said, I think they're very strong arguments, uh, arguments both sides. It's a case by case thing, and even then, yeah, roll, you, roll you dice. In the, ten, the ten year rule. Uh, I think that would be that would at least get away from you know the sudden, uh, sudden rush of blood to the head. Everybody hates somebody all of a sudden, or loves somebody all of a sudden. Just, yeah, give yourselves a bit of time to, to mull it over. We'll, we'll put a sheet over the statue for a few years and then we'll decide <laughs> whether we'll to keep it or not. All right, yeah, yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Yeah, so Southampton uh, was yes. Young Man's Association. And statues, they had one of the worst statues ever. Was it Ted Hughes? As in the poet Ted Hughes? Maybe, no, okay. Who was the Southampton manager who had his, uh, okay, it was Ted something. Um, Ted Bates, Ted Bates, that was Oh, okay, right. Oh, he had a statue that was terrible. And yes, basically, yeah, it was It was one of those comedy statues where it just, you look at it and think, how on earth did somebody spend like five years of his life making that? Like the, um, yeah, I'm just looking at it. Like the head was about, not quite the same size as the top, but I know it was just so out of proportion. It just looked. Oh, yeah, he looks, he looks like he could go for a drink with sourdough, Sam. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah, it's like, he looks. He looks like a dwarf. It's, yeah, it's terrible. It's yes. Proportions all over the place, isn't it? It is indeed. It is. Basically, indeed. it looks a bit like Bobby Robson, <laughs> but the, like the legs and the it's terrible. Yeah, and there've been some really bad ones in football, haven't they? Because Ronaldo had that famous one in his uh, what's his home island again? Where where's he from? He's from uh, somewhere of, um somewhere in the Atlantic, isn't it? Madeira, so, yes. Is it Madeira? Madeira yeah. Is that where it's from? And yeah, they they did one at the outside of the museum then, which was again absolutely awful. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure there've been one or two other ones, but anyway, sorry. Team names. Let's go. 
Let's go. What do you mean, let's go? <laughs> do we have some more team names? So I feel like I cut you off halfway through team no, names. No, no, no. I mean, well, the only one, no, I think the, the only other one I had was, and it's probably my favourite one, is West Bromwich Albion were called West Bromwich Strollers initially. Ooh. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, but West Brom, I'm going to give them special dispensation because because they've got like a, th- a three part name. I feel like that's a bit, you know, that, like it, that's a bit, you know, it's unique, not unique, but it's uh, a bit more special well, than your Queen, Queen Manchester United. Queen of the South fans will be an uproar. Oh, I mean, that. yeah, that's a, that's a beauty. That is, yeah, yeah. So you 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 West Ham United. Yeah, they they get they they lose points over having United, but yeah. Queen's Park Rangers, West Bromwich Albion, Queen of the South. I feel like you know, West moving Bill away Bates. from the the one or two words, yeah, gives gives you that gives you that certain je ne sais quoi, as Eric <laughs> Cantona would say, while being uh, um, led around a dungeon in a lead <laughs> in his underpants. Yes, sorry, I missed that that vital part. For those of you who are wondering whether I've gone mental, one, yes, I have, two, listen to the Manchester United podcast. Yeah, there is actually like a plot arc here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, Mr Day, I believe we now need to decide whether, on the subject of Manchester United, whether Southampton are more interesting than Manchester United. I'll be honest, Southampton have exceeded my expectations. Indeed, indeed. I think they've been a lot... I, I I thought, well, I thought Southampton would be a bit of a Southampton, if you see what I mean. As it's sort of <laughs> lower mid-table, but quite mm. likeable. But actually, they've been pretty interesting. I, I think they've, they've been a bit... They've been, they've been a bit... A bit oh, Arsenal-y, I think, uh, yeah. in the real world. I, I think... I don't think they're the most interesting, but I think they've got a chance of Europe. Um, who would win the fight out of Kim Jong-un and Rishi Sunak? Um... Hmm. Obviously, obvious weight advantage for John Lund. I think he's, he's got about 30, 40 kilos on Sunak. But you'd imagine if Sunak jabbed and moved, he could probably tire him out pretty quickly. I, I, I think Sunak on points. I think Sunak on points. Um, yeah, I'm edging towards John Lund. Sorry, Kim on that. I don't, want to, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to call him by his first name. What I love as well is that uh, South Koreans, uh, 21% of South Koreans are called, uh, have the surname Kim. And until 2005, it was illegal to marry someone with the same surname. So... Um, You're just limiting your options then, aren't you? Absolutely not. Can you imagine how annoying clubbing must have been in South Korea? Um, <laughs> say, what's your name, Kim Arthur? Can I, can I get well, a drink back, please? You went, you went clubbing to get married. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I can't remember that ever entered my head when I went to a nightclub. <laughs> Let's <laughs> okay. find the next, well, the next Mrs. Day. Yeah. The, next, the next Mrs. Day, yeah. <laughs> um, there we go, there we go. And in fact, 50% of Koreans have the same four surnames. So there we okay. go, there we okay. go. Obviously made life pretty tough. Uh, there we go. Um, anyway, Southampton, uh, they've done well, but they're not the most interesting team. Agreed. Fair. Well done, okay. Southampton. They're, they're, they might be sort of the um, the high achievers so far. Mm, yeah, yeah. They get the special participation trophy. I think. <laughs> the, um, what was the one? What was the one? At, um, when you played football as a kid, most improved player. Oh, that yeah, was like the patronising yeah. award, wasn't it? The most improved player of the year. Yeah, well Indeed. done, Southampton. So next week it's Tottenham Hotspur. Decent chance, I think. I mean, yeah, I Tottenham... think Tottenham have got a chance. I, I think um, there'll be some, some good nuggets around Tottenham. A lot of history there, obviously, and yeah, yeah, 
potential talent challenges to Manchester United. So, Mr. Day, it has been an absolute pleasure, as it has Southampton. Thank you to the city of Southampton. And we will see you next week, everyone. Bye-bye.